the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Chinetti. Joined tonight by our producer extraordinaire, Greg Nevis. I regret nothing, ever. And three of our amazing Mickey Dude rotating commentators, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, the tourists, what do they know? And from all the way across the pond, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. He's talking to you, Chuck. <laughs> tonight, tonight we That's dream. Only because Dave's not here. <laughs> That's true. Dave is our king of all idiots. But tonight, Dave is actually—I think he's such an idiot. He's lost that it's his small world again. I don't understand it. He can go on that thing for 17 hours, but he's the only one that's an idiot enough to actually get lost in it. But I digress. Tonight we dream. We dream and we think and we think of what might have been or what might be or what can be in the future. We are going to build our own dream resort. We could take stuff from the rumor mill. We can take stuff that's already there. We could be our own Imagineer and take something just out of thin air that we have been thinking about, plop it anywhere that we want on Disney property, and that's going to become our dream resort. We do have a rumor popping up again about a DVC resort that Jeff will talk about. But before we get to that, we are going to have a poll, and this is all about Greg right now. Greg has a poll for us, and Greg Greg told us nothing about this, would not even let us, like, not even give us a small little hint at what this poll might be. So, let's hear it, Greg. It's all you, pal. As King of Sugar Rush, I hereby officially decree that it's time for a Mickey Do's podcast poll. Yep, no spoilers on this one. So, guys... You know, we put ourselves out there on this podcast, and anybody who listens obviously knows how much we love, and, you know, Disney is our thing. Okay. So, in our small world, uh, do you guys keep your passion secret? And when I ask that, do you share with your coworkers or, you know, in social circles how crazy Disney you are for fear that maybe people will look at you funny? Or you might feel some kind of source of embarrassment. Uh, Chuck, what do you do out in the world? Well, I've uh, I've begun to come a little bit more into accepting my fandom, as it were. However, um, the extent of it, I, I don't necessarily completely own up to. People know I like to go. People know I enjoy going. And that I know a lot about the parks. But the other stuff, I don't think I really uh, put out there too openly. Hmm. Okay, what do you say, Stephen? No, I'm definitely one for putting it out there. Uh, Disney Watch, Disney Chain, Disney everything. You know, anybody ever asked me about Disney, I will bore them to death in a thousand different things how I love Disney and all the facts that they would, they're willing to actually sit down. All right, gotcha. What, what do you say, Jeff? Oh, it ebbs and flows over the years. Um, sometimes I, I keep it open. Um, actually, you'll you'll be surprised. Sometimes people will will kind of come out of the closet, so to speak, about their <laughs> Disney uh, fandom as well. And and they'll also and some occasionally I'll be able to help people uh, on planning trips. So it's kind of cool to keep it out in the open. Interesting. Okay, Pat, what do you say? 
I'd say, you know, within the last few years, it's gotten a little bit more and more where I'm out and about with it to now it's just, it is what it is. Um, I think the whole idea of the, almost the, the stigma of Disney being a kid's place or only for kids and you can't like it because you're an adult and yada, yada, yada. The things we've heard over and over and over again, I kind of, the more I go, the more I do. And especially with this podcast, I think once this podcast started um, in my last trip in August, kind of just exploded everything. All my t-shirts that I wear now are, you know, Disney t-shirts. I, you know, bring a Disney backpack to school um, for my, for, you know, so all my eighth graders see it. And my room is just slowly but surely stuff on the walls is becoming Disney. So it's kind of just being, becoming a part of who I am. So, you know, I decided not to fight it anymore. My whole football team knows about it and all that kind of stuff. And they think it's funny. So, you know, but again, you know, a lot of people come to me with, you know, questions and things like that. So when they have the questions, they don't they don't seem to care. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, that's interesting because, like, you know, for, for myself, if you walk into my office at work and take a look around, there is nothing Disney. All right, you come to our house, there's a few pieces here and there. So I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm more of a, a closet a closet freak. And I had a situation a couple years back at work when we first started going, and we went consecutive years. And one of my coworkers said, "You're going again," and that kind of left a weird feeling with me and, and you know since then I've kind of like kept it a little quiet but you know if somebody comes to me and, and wants to talk about it you know of course well you know hey you you open up the floodgates but yeah I kind of have a tendency to keep it keep it on the on the down low as they say so uh, you know all interesting answers so you know I appreciate your being candid and your honesty so very interesting one of the one of the things that because you hear that all the time oh you're going to disney again and when i hear that the first thing i said i say to anybody i said well let me ask you this do you ever question anybody that goes to the jersey shore every year goes down to the outer banks of north carolina every year i said you know myrtle beach every year no it's their place that they go it's amazing that nobody questions that nobody questions the idea of people going to the jersey shore every year and there's a heck of a lot less to do on the Jersey Shore than there is at Disney. And I think that's one of the issues, that there's that stigma, oh, it's only for kids and stuff like that. I think once somebody goes around, like with my wife, who when we went back down in April, like she's finally said, she goes, I get it now. She's like, I get why people keep coming back. I understand it because there's so much to do and there's so much to do even outside the parks that she just thoroughly enjoyed everything about it from the theming to the food to the pools to the park and that's what I think keeps bringing people back more and more and more so it's a real simple answer when anybody ever says it to me but I think it kind of took me a little while to get there all right so we're gonna move on with the show and I said there's a rumor that kind of keeps popping up that we keep hearing. And uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about this rumor that we keep hearing? Sure. So uh, for years, uh, people always speculate on when the next, where or when the next DVC resort is going to be uh, built. Um, it's been circling around uh, quite often about D- uh, DVC, Disney Vacation Club, building a resort at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. Wow. Um, this has kind of ebbed and flowed, and and they've they've uh, shifted gears and and built resorts other places for different reasoning. But recently, uh, so about 2010, the plans actually were found uh, online where they actually submitted uh, to water management website in South Florida, and so it, it got up ahead of steam. And then people still you know speculating what's going to happen next. Now it's uh, 
picking up momentum as well because they're make, building the at uh, the Wilderness Lodge right now. They're currently building the uh, bungalows. And the th- thought is, since they've already got construction crews over there, that they would just roll over and start making an actual dedicated DBC uh, at, at uh, Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. So I was just going to throw it out to you guys and, and maybe talk about what would we like to see in a, a new Disney Resort. It doesn't have to be DBC. Uh, and just kind of maybe pick and choose and maybe theming and, and what whatnot and just kind of see what we'd like to see in the next Disney Resort they build. I think I love the idea of putting another – here's the thing, you know, and, and if you've listened to our show, you know that I'm a DVC member. Jeff is a DVC member. And I think it's one of those things that I would love to see more DVCs built because that just gives me more options. So I would love something over at Fort Wilderness. But in all honesty, if we were going to build another DVC – or if I had the choice, I would want one in the moderate region or the moderate areas, especially over in Riverside or Port Orleans or French Quarter. And um, really look over there and kind of with that theming and that idea, because I think the theming there on your guys' suggestion to go see it, I, I really fell in love with it. And I just unfortunately, I don't think I'll ever stay there just because of the fact that there is not a DVC there. So, you know, love the idea of building more. Love the idea of having something over in the Fort Wilderness area or even over in River Country and, you know, building it over on the island. But I would love one at Riverside or French Quarter. Really? I agree with Pat. Um, And actually, it's something that we'll touch on a little bit later into the show. But I'd love to see one over in the Port Orleans area. Back when it was two separate resorts, it was Dixie Landings and Port Orleans. But now it's just one big host resort one big umbrella that both of them fall under and it really holds itself well to something that would benefit from a dvc area because you could have the two separate areas one being dvc and one being just a regular moderate room now jeff just real quick is this the rumor of turning river country into dvc or is this something entirely different the location isn't uh, specific to be honest with you it actually would be uh, converting other parts of um, the rumor is covering other parts of Fort Wilderness campgrounds, including the Tricycle D Ranch, uh, and and, and th- these plans are multi-storied. I think they're like eight stories. So this is a massive resort planned. So you know where it, where it's not necessarily at where River Country is, but that's just one of the things that are circulating. Now, to me, you know, thematically. <sighs> Having such a high resort, and when I say high, I mean like multi-level like that, seems to me not quite fitting with the landscape because, you know, you get down to, you know, Bay Lake Tower, of course, I don't know how many stories that is, but it seems to fit the theme, but I don't know, I just... I'm having trouble working that into the landscape. You know what I mean? Right. Depending on what kind of things they're doing, if they're going to turn them into sort of cabanas sort of thing over at Wilderness, I think that might work. But it would have to fit in with the surroundings, as you say. Sure. As a DVC member, um, I guess if it's going to be DVC, nothing says it has to be. But, uh, you know, when they do build DVC, they get some kind of crazy accounting where they can count it as part of uh, theme park construction. So that's why they're real fond of adding these DVC constructions, uh, even if they're just add-ons. But I guess without getting too much detail... I would kind of like to see, and if it was going to be in Fort Wilderness Campgrounds, great, that's fine. 
what I'd like to see is a destination pool park. Um, so if you guys are familiar or not familiar with the um, the Great Wolf Lodges, so this year uh, Great Wolf Lodge bought 50 acres near Disney World with holy intention to actually build a, a, a park there or a, a hotel resort. Um, they haven't committed to what if they're going to continue with that, but they definitely bought the 50 acres with the intent. Well, my my viewpoint would be, okay, Disney, uh, once you kind of counter that or maybe be a little proactive and build your own destination pool park, you know, including better slides, you know, maybe even something like the Aqua Dunk you see, you know, those are really popular nowadays um, where they just launch you immediately and, you know, uh, maybe even a mini wave pool, whatever, you know. But the the thing is, in the past, and I've heard this from various sources, in the past when they actually built River Country, it was a big problem for Disney. They were, they were trying to figure out people would actually go to River Country and, and Fort Wilderness campgrounds and not leave. There was no incentive. They, have, they were having a blast over there. So uh, that was one of the, the black eyes uh, Disney learned with marketing, trying to get people into the parks to spend money, right? So uh, they have a reverse problem now, in the way I see it, and that is uh, with this crowd uh, getting out of hand, overcrowded concerns. Uh, I think if they built a destination park, whatever it may be, uh, with you know, pretty massive theme, uh, themed resort, that actually might help uh, help the overcrowded burden and alleviate some of that load. But it's just it's just an idea. But uh, there is you know some theming that they could run with with River Country and, and kind of make that into like a water park thing. Any idea that could help with the crowding right now, kind of like we were talking about in the previous episodes, the fifth gate, but, you know, not be the fifth gate and and not be full of, you know, cardboard boxes and just, you know, fountains, (laughs) but, you know, a a place that that people could actually go to and have some fun. Um, You know, I think it's a great idea. So, you know, put Storm Along Bay, but instead of Storm Along Bay, have a Storm Along Bay on steroids and, you know, have a place that people could really go and just kind of stay. I think it's I think it's a lost lost art almost at Disney to just relax and kind of just you know you don't always have to be at the parks but if they had a resort like that you could definitely you know spend spend a good amount of time there and not think twice about it so yeah all right all right gents let's put our imagineering caps on all right let me just take a sip of uh, the official coffee of the Mickey Dudes podcast hold on one second I gotta take some Joffrey's right now don't burn yourself no No, I had, I, you know, it makes me think better. It always gives me a little bit of a, a little boost, gives me a little concentration here. So um, let's think about it. We could do whatever we want for a resort. We could put it anywhere we want. We could bring whatever we want into it. We could knock something down and replace something. We, you know, the world is our oyster. We could do whatever we so choose. So I'm going to open up the floor with you, and I'm going to start over there. I'm going to go across the pond. I'm going to go to you, Stephen. You know, what are you thinking about a, a new resort? If you are the Imagineer on this and you, you have full reign and, you know, budget is no option, we don't have to say thanks, Shanghai, because you're not going to go like $3 billion over budget. No. Nope. <laughs> um, what, what do you got What do you got in mind? Okay, I've got a dark side resort that's getting built. Uh, the location of it is going to be in Discovery Island in the middle of Bay Lake. So you've got your contemporary, you've got your Polynesian, your Grand Floridian, run about it. So it's going to be uh, a deluxe resort, much like the three of them. Uh, guests are going to get picked up in the quay uh, and taken across uh, in private motorboats where they get delivered onto the, the island and they get picked up by their doom buggies 
a la sort of haunted mansion this is and taken into the the resort and then they're checked into by uh cast members dressed as gus ezra and phineas from the haunted nice. mansion <laughs> uh obviously with the the growing popularity of the the villains at walt disney world this is going to be a dark side resort this is so it's going to be get all the villains from the the disney universe getting throughout the whole uh, theming of the the park again it says the resort's going to be a, not a normal resort where you go in but it's nice and light and airy and everything's so so easy going this is going to be a dark and it's going to be painted black and greys it says lots of corners and shadows of the cast members will be sculpting around uh, just like the haunted mansion uh, these rooms are going to be themed it says to villain characters so you get star wars with like darth vader and stormtroopers you get peter pan with captain hook you know, 101 dalmatians with cruella de vil and aladdin with jafar it says so these are all going to be themed rooms as well it's going to be restaurants there uh, going to be two restaurants it's a seafood restaurant based around ursula this is a little mermaid we have different types of predator fish decorated round about the the walls uh, this is in the second one is going to be like a steakhouse based around the Lion King. This is where Scar will be the main protagonist. This is, but depending on what you're going to get to eat, it depends on what the hyenas decide to drag in to what is on your menu. Uh, the amenities, although it is going to be a dark side, it says there is still white sandy beaches you can relax on. This is next to Bay Lake, and then you can look over to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and they'll have a character meet and greet and stuff like that, and a big fire pit where you have the, the marshmallows and s'mores. This is over uh, your favourite villain. This is be a, a, a huge pool, which will be themed again through Ursula. This will be shaped in the, the shape of an octopus. This is like eight different sides going into the pool to represent the eight tentacles of our, our being, just like the Polynesian and the contemporary. This is sort of a platform so you can view, view Cinderella's castle in the Magic Kingdom with music from Wishes will be piped in to see the fireworks every night. Because being a villain doesn't mean that you don't want to see the fireworks. And it also is a prime spot for the electrical water pageant. So this resort will come into its own in Halloween as well. This is where it'll have a not-so-scary not party before the not-so-scary car party over at Magic Kingdom, where all the villains will be kicking about. And you'll be able to have a great time with them just prior to going over to the main party. I just think that with the, the rise of the amount of things that are getting done with the villains just now, now this would be a prime site for a, a deluxe resort, which is a bit of real estate that they're not really using at the moment. Let me tell you something, Stephen. If they <laughs> if they did that, the thing would be full, like, 24-7. I mean, yep. I just the way you were describing it was just amazing. It felt like I was at a D23 Expo, and and I could just hear the crowd cheering every time he, he mentioned a, a new you know new part of the resort. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. I'm really sorry that I started with Stephen because I don't think any of us are going to follow up with something <laughs> no. like that. That was that was ridiculous. I want to go there now. Like I w- I w- sign me up. I'll take it. I'll I'll you know I'll leave work tomorrow. That place that you just described there, Stephen, sounded amazing. Well done on that. Thank you. Wow. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm almost at a loss of words because I'm just like, 
that's just ridiculously crazy. But, um, you know, my wife was, we were talking right before we, you know, got into our recording session. And she even said that. She said, you know, we should, there should be something more with villains. And I think it is a little bit of an untapped thing that Disney is starting to get into. And hopefully they don't overplay it in the parks or with the extra money or the extra perks that you have to pay for. But if they kind of go into that, you know, maybe a resort with it, I think you're not going to overplay it too much because the true people that really want to be a part of it, they're going to go there. So Disney, if you if you are listening, all right, thank you for listening. But if you are listening, Stephen Maxwell, across the pond, he deserves some royalties for these ideas. Just saying. Bravo. All right. Exactly. Kitching. Hey, I, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden, Steven, Stevens gets whisked, whisked away. A secret helicopter comes in tomorrow. He's Disney, you know, and all of a sudden, like, well, where's Steven? Um, he can't talk to you anymore. He can't come out and play. So, uh. All right, Chuck, what do you got for us? Well, much like you, Pat, um, I was talking to my girlfriend prior to doing this, and she had a fantastic idea of basically creating a Beauty and the Beast themed dvc resort where it 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 as well would be a value or excuse me a deluxe you'd have the west wing you'd have the library so basically take be our guest restaurant and make it into an entire (laughs) huge resort the possibilities with that are really endless i mean you can have mrs potts kitchen you can have uh chip kitty pool uh what's the uh the dresser's name does anyone know off the top of their head no. Uh, no. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't yeah, think of it. Uh, Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, that would be the name of the, the gift shop. I mean, really, you can have all aspects of that one movie and turn it into its own resort. I mean, Beast lived in a castle. You can have that. You can have a separate building as the French village. I mean, obviously, it'd have to be a deluxe resort, so that way you'd have enough things. I mean, you'd have a sit-down restaurant. You'd have a counter-service restaurant. Um, you'd have little Lumieres at each table at the sit-down. I mean, her idea, she put uh, my ideas really to shame with that. Uh, and before I – it was literally the first time I mentioned it to her. She uh, she had this all off the top of her head, which tells me she's been planning this for quite some time. <laughs> Most women are planning things way ahead in advance, just in case something comes up and they need it. That's always there for them. Oh, she was beyond prepared for that. Hence why I'm stealing uh, <laughs> her main idea. Smart man. Yeah, yeah. Her Plus, name uh, is actually the wardrobe. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, there you have it. Yeah, we're all like, oh, yeah. really? Interesting. <laughs> why do we have so, to that, complicate things? I mean, yeah, I that guess. was. <laughs> Because that's what guys do. Girls prepare. They get everything ready. We steal their ideas, and then we overcomplicate things, and we mess them up. That's just the way the world works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty pretty straightforward. The wardrobe. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> that's so. That was so anticlimactic, yeah. but it was funny. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Oh boy. Oh, that's that's. But Chuck, I, I do like your idea, and you know, and I. I think the idea that you could actually take that the extension into the parks and back to your hotel or back to the resort, um, you know, with the, the different touches of that. And Beauty and the Beast is such a classic Disney film that, you know, there's definitely a 
large group of people that love the movie, that love everything about it. And, and the theme kind of works and the idea of, of the castle and all that. And there's so many characters that you can play from. Um, and there's, you know, so many, I love the chip pool area for the little kids and stuff that, you know, well done. I, I like, I like everything about it. Yeah. That's, uh, she, she kind of threw that idea out there. I ran with it. The chip pool area. I mean, you could even bring it down to housekeeping. Um, they have the, the feather duster whose name is Babette. I believe. No, it's just, it's just Feather Duster, <laughs> just, just like feather Wardrobe, duster, just probably. Feather Duster. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'm just making that up. Um, but you, you can take it down to that great of a detail. And for all the people that can't get in to be our guest, I'm sure Disney will find plenty of space to build rooms for you to drop down probably $700 a night to stay in Beast Castle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and there'd be people lining up to do that. No problems Absolutely. there. Absolutely it would. I mean... You, you could have a poolside bar that was themed after Gaston's. All sorts of endless possibilities. That's fantastic. Well done. Well done indeed. All right, Jeff, I'm heading over to you. What do you got for us? What is your idea of a great resort? You got the Imagineer cap. You got the Imagineer unlimited budget. What do you got? <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to uh, try to be creative. I'm going to run with that River Country theme. I've always thought that would be a great idea. That's why I'm kind of in my Ballywick here. Um, so sticking with that, I, in, in fact, because I'm a DVC owner, um, I'm always looking at trying to figure out what would you entice me to do, Disney, to buy more DVC points. And the, the biggest challenge has been, like, for instance, we, we bought in at Kidani. Polynesian, we always said, if they, all right, whenever they do those bungalows, we'll seriously consider buying in at the Polynesian and then lo and behold the Polynesian bungalows were so astronomical in points it just basically ruled us out immediately so um, what I would want is a DVC resort and it's fine to we can stay in river country over Fort Wilderness but a DVC resort that is reasonable in in point total um, and then on top of that so that would mean uh, for better or worse it means it's going to be a massive resort uh, so think like, uh, you know, Saratoga Springs, Saratoga Springs, if, if you don't know, it's, it's one of the, it's not, if not the biggest DVC resort and it's multiple buildings spread out a, a huge area. But the good thing is you can always, it seems like you can always get in there. So it's kind of like an overflow place. So I'd like something that's, it's big, big enough where you don't have to spend a ton of points to get in there and then also be able to book something at the last minute. So we're talking about this master resort, so Fort Wilderness Campground, maybe there's lots of room for that. And running with that theme, if it was a dedicated resort, with a, like I said earlier, with uh, like a mini water park, um, maybe have a focus on doing the, the simple things, uh, having a dedicated quick service. So the DBC resorts, for, for whatever reason, uh, they think, okay, some of these have kitchenettes, and even one-bedroom, two-bedroom can have full kitchens. And they, uh, for over time, they've figured, okay, people are, are wanting to maybe make more food and, and stay in and, and save money. Um, but there's always that need for a quick service. It, it kind of escapes us. It drives us a little mad, in fact. And so um, I would have, hopefully I would copy something like Art of Animation with the Landscape of Flavors. That's one of our favorite quick service um Restaurants. It's just massive. It's beautiful. It's themed beautifully. Lots of very variety of food. Um, the way I see it is, if it was at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds, 
We're real close by to Trails Inn Barbecue and Hoopty Doo. Um, so those, those have kind of table service uh, locked down. But to make it even plus it even more, so I don't know if I think, I think uh, Pat, you've been at Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, right? Yes, I have. That's what I thought. So, so Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, if you're not, if you don't know, uh, a couple of downfalls of it, it's a, it's a fantastic venue, but a couple of downfalls of it is it's outside. Okay, Florida and outside just usually don't mix too well. Um, it could be hot, you know, rainy, whatever, humid, mosquitoes. Let's not even talk about that. But uh, what I would consider is maybe having a Mickey's Backyard Barbecue Pavilion. So this is a dedicated pavilion. Um, so it's indoor, you know, climate controlled. Um, and one of the other downfalls of Mickey's Backyard Barbecue is it's usually only limited days of the week, usually the weekends or whatever. So this would be something, once again, just to try to make it a destination resort. This is one of those things that's going to be every night. So uh, just to try to keep people excited about no matter what night it is you don't have to oh i missed it you know that that always bummed us when we missed the night that it, it was on or something like that um so that's one of the other little treats um i'm just kind of going down my my tick list here uh one of the other cool things i loved about kidani is if you haven't been there the parking structure is below the buildings I think it's brilliant. I think it's one of the best Disney uh, amenities of a resort by far. I mean, we can literally park underneath. You're not. You can get all your stuff out. There's no raining. You're not. You know. You're out of the the, the rain and you're you're undercover. And usually, you're you're fairly close to a, a elevator that goes straight up to near your your actual room. So there's not a lot of distance between you and your room. And you can get real lucky and go straight up. So um, I really love that. I'm sure it's very expensive to to build that infrastructure, but that's I mean we're, this is, we're dreaming here, so this, that'd be brilliant, I think. And and carrying with that uh, that parking theme, also I would love to have dedicated transportation. So uh, one of the pains uh, we've stayed at Fort Wilderness uh, campgrounds a few times. One of the pains uh, is you know trying to get in and out of that place. And plus, there's a, a, a central bus system just within the actual uh, facility. It's it's massive, so. I would love to have dedicated roads coming to the resort. So whether we have your know, dedicated buses or you can actually drive straight to the resort, you don't have to go through Fort Wilderness Campgrounds itself. I mean, that's to me, that's a, that's kind of a, a definitely a big turnoff. And then anyway, so those are kind of the, the big things, but the one last thing I'd like to, to add on there, <laughs> and, and I don't know, and I'm sure Disney's thinking about this stuff, but they, and we, we've talked about the tie dye cheesecake, right? So, uh, Pop Century's tie dye cheesecake. Which is terrible. Yeah, whether you like it or not, you know, at least back in the day, they really focused on dedicating a snack to to go viral uh, at, at each resort, and they just kind of it seems like they've given up on that. And so, I guess what I was going to say is, let's create a killer snack. You know, I had have thought about what it would be, but create a killer snack where people actually want to go to the resort just to get that that killer snack. You know. So it's just another one of those things I think that uh, Disney needs to uh, bring back. Jeff, I love your ideas and um, the Mickey's Backyard Barbecue in a controlled area with air conditioning. Yes, please. Thank you very much because I do remember that in August. Oh, my word. Yeah. Was it hot? It was crazy hot. But the kids loved it and it was a lot of fun. But, you know, it was definitely hot. The Kidani thing with the parking underneath – when we were there a few weeks ago, that was the thing I noticed. I'm like, 
where are all the cars? Because I didn't realize <laughs> it at first because I didn't drive in. I, you know, I, we took the we took a plane in, and so all of a sudden I'm like, holy cow! That's why I don't see any cars. And I think it's a great idea for other, you know, if you could. But I understand what you're saying with the infrastructure probably being, you know, real expensive to do it. But I, I did. I really did like that touch. And then that final thing with the um, kind of dessert snack kind of thing for each resort. I think. Disney really needs to start just really branding their resorts. And I know they used to have a lot of stuff that was just branded for their resorts. Like you can get some contemporary stuff or Polynesian stuff. I think every resort kind of needs that. They need something, whether it be desserts and, you know, different shirts. or So you can kind of get something special from each place that you stay. And I think that would be a lot of fun where people could, you know, people that collect all the stuff like we all do. I think that would be a nice touch to have the resorts have the special things that you could only get at that resort. Right. All right. Gregory, our producer extraordinaire, what do you have for us? I'm afraid I'm going to let you guys down. And can we grade this this on a curve? (laughs) All right. (laughs) So no, see what's great about you, Greg. You get to produce this, and you could put in anything you want later, or delete any of the really good <laughs> ideas that we already yes, have. Yes. So it doesn't matter. We're, we, you're the puppeteer. You know, you kind of just do what you got to do. Well, I'll, I'll keep mine as straight as possible. You know, I'm gonna try to be as budget conscious as possible here because I know uh, thanks. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> when. Universal showed us the conceptual drawings of Cabana Bay a couple years back. I was blown away by that retro mid-century look. Um, just thought, wow, that's that's so cool. It's funky, it's fresh, but yet, you know, it's old, new, that kind of thing. Uh, and then I saw the movie Tomorrowland, and I thought, wow, the structures that are in that movie are absolutely beautiful. Everything's shiny. It's gleaming. It's clean. It's white. It's pristine. So I I got to thinking we have some, you know, infrastructure in place with, you know, Bay Lake tower and a contemporary. So what if we do this? Of course we have the monorail running through there. So let's do this. Let's take those buildings and do a, you know, keep, keep the structures in place, but do, Total reno on the contemporary. A lot of those rooms are, are showing their age and, and whatnot. And update the interiors. And then on the outside, there are a lot of neat architectural details that could be added to make those have that kind of feeling like it's the future, but it could be 200 years into the future. So we'll take a look at what those creative folks in the movie Tomorrowland did and apply that to Bay Lake Tower and Contemporary. And let's build supporting structures on that property that kind of bleed into Magic Kingdom, into the Tomorrowland area, and try to make it one all-inclusive area. I think where, you know, if you go into the parks, into Tomorrowland, where it falls apart is, you know, the Imagineers were looking at the future, I don't know, like 50 years ahead of time. And we caught up to that. The mistake, I think, was when they were thinking about the future, they weren't thinking far enough into the future. So if that section of the park somehow got a reboot where, hey, as Imagineers, let's think 200 years into the future so that, you know, we're always ahead of time and then extend that out to these resorts and build this area that gives us this feeling of it's the future. We're not sure when, but it's really far into the future. 
I think we would have something that would be really awesome. It would be, you know, the interiors would be clean. It would be pristine. We would have that feeling like, wow, this is so cool. We are in the future, but we don't know how far. And just kind of emulate what we had seen in that movie Tomorrowland. I think, to me, that would be really, really cool. I like it. I do. I think it's a really good idea. And I think you could do a lot of things with the stuff you have, like you kind of were talking about. Um, you know, with the contemporary and Bay Lake Tower, I exactly what you're saying. It, it, you got that contemporary kind of feel and you got that ideas there and you could still but you could build off of that. And I think that's I think that's a good way to go, especially with, you know, thanks, Shanghai, since we have to think budget <laughs> conscious right now. Um, you know, we may not be able to get an un- unlimited budget like we want. So, you know, it does it, it does work there. Good job, Greg. And for me, for finally, I, you know, I kind of, I've been tossing a couple ideas around here and there. And one of the ideas I've always thought about was um, a Main Street kind of resort, kind of go back to, um, you know, that time frame. And transportation could be, you know, the double-decker buses or, you know, the, the horse and carriage or whatever it is, you know, kind of bring you to different places. And, you know, I think that would be a really fun idea Kind of like when you go to the boardwalk and you see the different buildings right there, you know, the way they look and there's some stores underneath. Um, Same idea, but kind of with the Main Street theme. Um, And then that got me thinking and going, oh, wait, Hollywood Studios kind of going over there, down their main thoroughfare and have the actors and all that. So kind of morphing those two together. But I think I kind of want a cast member um, almost like interaction. And I think that's one thing at the resorts that we don't see, but I would like to see that carried over from the parks, um, the, the different um, actors that could, you know, just really help enhance your vacation. Because if I am going to stay at a resort and kind of keep the attendance down because there's such a, you know, so many people now, um, this would be another way to do it. You know, there's things to do at the resort. There's things to see and all that. So I was like, ah, that's one idea. But then another idea that I was thinking about was kind of going with the original Epcot theme. And the one that you can go by when you're on the, you know, people mover and you kind of get this futuristic kind of like you were saying, Greg, like this really like, you know, they didn't go far enough in the future. Keep going. And kind of like this, this, this community of tomorrow and really in, in how you get from one place to another is actually a people mover is the TTA. And that's how you get from, you know, you know, there's moving sidewalks and you can go from your room to, you know, the counter service where they'd serve Joffrey's, of course, um, every morning. But you take a people mover, you would take a, uh, a moving sidewalk or nice. something along uh, something along those lines and kind of just have this futuristic feel with the pool and with the, you know, the lounges and kind of all that stuff. So I, I was bouncing all over the place, you know, but again, I you know, my DVC resort is the poly. And I absolutely think it's the perfect resort as it is now. I love everything about it. And, you know, so I would want that part in too. So I, I couldn't make up my mind. All I know is I want a pool kind of like Kidani where, you know, in, in the Animal Kingdom where you see like kind of like all the the trees and all that around you. I want a beach there. Like the Polynesian, I want a monorail and a boat. I want futurist. I I don't. I would be the worst Imagineer known to mankind. No budget constraints here, then. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I would go in and be like, I have all these ideas. Here we go. And they'd be like, oh, okay, this guy obviously drank too much coffee today and he needs to leave <laughs> immediately. Yeah, it was coffee that you were drinking when you thought of those ideas. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's, a fam- it's a family show, so I just wanted to go with the coffee. It sounds better. So. You know, adult coffee. <laughs> well, you, you know, when they announced Star Wars Land, um, I immediately went to my mind went to DVC Resort. Um, I don't know why uh, this hasn't been brought up. I, I've kind of been announcing it from the top of the mountain. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't do a walk-in resort for uh, Disney Hollywood Studios with uh, Star Wars Land connecting to Star Wars Land. And and then themed to Star Wars. I mean, that thing would be funded tomorrow. I don't. I mean, to, I don't. Th- to me, it'd be a no brainer. But that's just that's just me. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Yeah, or even if they do, like you know, on Port Orleans, they have some of the princess rooms. You know, even if they took a section of something and, and themed it, or you know, like Art of Animation. You know, a whole Star Wars themed section. But it yeah. would be better uh, an entire resort to be Star Wars. Absolutely. Now, Jeff, when you say a walk-in, do you mean kind of like the Grand Californian? Absolutely. They, they don't really have anything like that at Disney World. So, I mean, if you could totally submerge yourself in Star Wars, I mean, you would be in the resort Star Wars, walk into Star Wars Land. I mean, it would be mm. it'd be a no. I mean, it'd be a slam dunk. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised none of us came up with that idea on our own, other than this little sidebar. I mean, Star Wars is one of the biggest franchises. It's one of the biggest franchises that Disney owns. Um, right now with the most up-to-date marketing, I guess, because it's on the forefront of everyone's mind. And not one of us thought of Star Wars. Shame on us. D- Disney, Disney again, if you're listening, royalties to Jeff Williams, just saying, <laughs> you know, Jeff, you'll be picked up by a helicopter tomorrow as well. Nice. We're losing Mickey Dude commentators left and right. <laughs> again, things like that can be put somewhere else. You know, it doesn't really have to be really near the parts. I mean, if you look at the art of animation, and where uh, the Little Mermaid rooms are. That's why they put the Little Mermaid rooms there, because it was the furthest way, furthest away from uh, the main buildings and for the transport and stuff like that, so that they would sell out. And they do sell out. So you could put the Star Wars land anywhere, and it would sell yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, totally agree with that. But I, I love the idea, Jeff, of the walk. The, the Basically, you walk down out of the lobby... You know, down the walkway, and all of a sudden you're into a park. I think that would be, you know, a, a slam dunk home run, touchdown, whatever sport analogy or, you know, scoring thing you <laughs> want to put in there. I, I think I think it would be a great, great idea. Yeah, I uh, I really think that's something that Disney World lacks is the exclusivity, I guess, of being able to walk right into a park. I mean, yeah, you have the boardwalk, you have yacht club, you have beach club, where you can walk to get to the back of Epcot. But you cannot leave your hotel and walk right into the park. And I think that's something that would be fantastic. I mean, you want to talk about selling out. People are always looking for ways to game the system, as it were, how to get into parks earlier. That's how to do it. Charge $1,000 a night. People will pay it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as disturbing as disturbing as that is, you're absolutely right. People would It's pay a sad it. truth. I agree. All right, gents. Anything else before we wrap it up? Yep. Great ideas. Wow. No, I, think that's us. I need to save some money. Uh, all these resorts are going to cost me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Everybody start saving your pennies. Too many points. All right, ladies. <laughs> oh, God, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we do appreciate you listening to our show this evening. 
do us a favor and go to iTunes and give us a rating. Um, tell us how what you like about the show. We would greatly appreciate it. Jeff, how could everybody reach you on the social media? On Twitter, I'm at BrainDud92. And on Instagram, just BrainDew, as in Mountain Dew. Steven? Yeah, I'm SJM Disney on Twitter and Stephen Maxwell on Facebook. Chuck? On the Twitter machine, I am Chuck in the chat. Greg? Okay, on Twitter, I am at Nevis, and you can find me on Facebook, too. Look me up under Greg Nevis. And you could find me on Twitter at Daily Walt Disney and on Facebook at Pat Gennetti. You can find all of us on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed all our ideas. Disney, if you use any of them, we'll take some royalties, no problem. We're we're good, you know. We'll have we'll, it'll help us save our money so we could actually come to these resorts. And with that being said, everybody have a great night. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.